Do you ever just want to feel less stress and overwhelm around running a business or leading your team? Hey, well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Less Stressed Leader Podcast, where we have discussions around practical tips and mindset shifts to being an entrepreneur, leading a team, scaling, and getting really good at focusing on being less stressed on your way to creating more successful growth in your professional world while also creating more personal joy in your life. I'm Trisha Barita, a working mom with twin girls, a business and employment law attorney, psychology major, and certified coach for women entrepreneurs and company leaders. Now, let's get after it. Hello, fabulous friend. So today I want to talk about something that as a leader, you want to be able to tap into. And that is mindful creativity. But what does that exactly mean? Well, when I'm talking about mindful creativity as a leader, I'm talking about focusing some energy on the art of mindful creativity, where you get so present with how and when you're being creative with your work that you are cultivating innovation in your work for yourself and even for your team. One of the reasons that you want to do this is that it propels you forward in business to make this time and space for creativity and innovation, which of course then can push you outside your competitors, you know, push you into marketing strategies you maybe hadn't thought of before, push your efficiency in your day-to-day operations or your efficiency and how you create things at work and create solutions. Now you may be like, look, I already do this. But let me challenge you today to ask yourself, do you push yourself as far as you could go in these areas? One of the reasons we want to be less stressed as a leader is so that we can go there. You know, when your mind is under overwhelm, stress, chaos, it can't fully give 100% to creativity and innovation. It just can't. It, it's it's in this survival mode, you know, and while you may float in and out of creative spaces, it's, you know, still working towards trying to get rid of the stress and the overwhelm. So today I'm going to talk about how to allow for mindful creativity at work, and I'm going to highlight four areas where you can think about using this. So area number one, okay, the first step I think in doing this would be identification. You want to be more mindful by identifying where you are creative and innovative in your work. So start by asking where in your work are you creative? Seems simple enough, right? It's interesting because the way that you self-identify with how creative you believe your work to be can actually limit or expand how creative you will actually be. For example, if I were to tell you about a woman business owner of an art studio who teaches and holds classes for art, you would probably easily agree with me that her work requires creativity. And if I were to describe a woman CEO of a business that creates technology like Steve Jobs did for Apple, you would also probably agree that she would need to access creative and innovative parts of herself to do her job. But if I tell you about a woman running a company for industrial waste, you may not initially think about her as being creative. And she herself might not fully identify in that way as a creative. 
It may seem more like logistics. The same with a job like my professional job as an attorney. You know, not speaking to my coaching aspect, but to the to the attorney part. When you hear a lawyer, you may not think creative work. You may think more analytical or something. But the truth is there is always a creative element to your work. So really think about what's creative in the work that you do. And if you've identified, you know, something, hopefully, where you're creative in your innovation and your work, um, then you can ask the next question, which is where else could you be creative in your work or where could you be more creative? And the trick is to really expand your mind. Push your limits on where and how you can be creative. Accessing, you know, accessing this creativity and innovation in your work could come from how to solve problems for your clients, how to create deals, how to analyze data, how to meditate, um, mediate between parties, you know, how to communicate difficult information. Could be marketing, strategy, the development of new ideas. Creativity and innovation can come in understanding ways on how to connect people, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's so many different ways. So that's your first step. Just open your mind to the possibility of where you are now and maybe where you could go and be more creative or innovative in your work. And the reason this is important, because you have to start thinking about it so you can actually do. All right. Number two is create time for mindfulness practices around creativity and innovation. First off, creating time in your schedule for what matters is one of my mantras for my coaching clients. You know, the weekly to-do list where you keep moving great ideas to the next week uh, over and over again, it's worthless, okay? You have to take action in your weekly calendar to create time for mindful creativity. For example, you could have just had a thought while we were talking about this, you know, I could really get a little more creative in how I approach marketing this. You know, that maybe that's something you're thinking. But this will just be a thought. You could even be looking at other people or competitors or colleagues and think, dang, how'd they come up with that idea or doing it that way? And it's it's not necessarily at all anything about them being more genius or creative or smarter than you. It could simply be that they're better at creating time for being mindful and how they create creativity and innovation in their work. For example, if you put on your calendar, I'm going to spend 45 minutes on Monday looking at the processes for how I do blank or for uh, the creation of this product or is, you know, thinking, is there a better approach and brainstorming? That is putting time on the calendar to access creativity and innovation. But you have to be specific, I think, with a singular focus to really be effective. You know, I'm going to, you know, look at adding this product or service and really think about what I want to create and how it will serve my customer or client. That's very specific. You know, if you just chunk time on your calendar for creativity and innovation, you may find that when that comes up, you aren't sure what to do. And the time kind of wastes away. Now, on the other hand, what if you just need to come up with the ideas of where you could be creative? Then you could say, you know, set 45 minutes to just spin out on areas you could be more creative and innovative. Just brainstorm. You know, you're not going to get into detail with them. You're just going to brainstorm a list. That would be a singular focus. Another way to create time for mindful creativity is to make appointments to collaborate and brainstorm 
you know, time with peers or colleagues to generate fresh ideas and perspectives. And this is a space where you want to like encourage open dialogue and diverse viewpoints to fuel this innovation. And it could be, you know, reciprocal. You could do it for them and you, you know, think about some questions to bring to the table to challenge yourselves. And also look around, think about who in your peers most inspires you, who you really think thinks different than you. I mean, someone that thinks outside the box, go have lunch with them, you know, meet them for dinner, you know, or drinks or whatever, invite them to help you collaborate and you return the favor. You could also spend time finding inspiration in and out of your field of expertise by just having research time around a specific topic. Like I see that, you know, um, other people in my industry have really gone to, you know, creating this type of service for this flat fee price. I, what does that entail? What, what is that something that I want to do? I want to look bigger at like who's doing it, what they're doing, and would that be something? So send a whole like 45 minutes doing that. That would be chunking a singular focus time period and setting that aside. All of this leads to useful and very present mindful creativity time, which I think all of, I think of all the four things I'm talking about here today, this is vital in the art of mindful creativity. If you cannot figure out this number two, it will always hold you back. So getting to a space where you actually make the time and you do it. Now, number three is creating space for mindfulness practices around creativity and innovation. In my last podcast, okay, number six, I talked about your Zen workspace. You know, but here I am talking more about like um, something a little different than that. I'm talking about where do you find you can really be creative? When was the last time you asked yourself that? Is it a modern space? Is it a traditional space? Is it a conference room? Is it part of your office? Is it a coffee shop? And maybe it's on a morning drive. Some people really like going for a drive and they just really gets their brain kind of going. Maybe it's even in walking through a museum in that type of atmosphere. And then what type of tools would you need in that space to help you with the inspiration for the creativity and the innovation? So no surprise if you listen to the last podcast, uh, my tool is almost always sticky notes. <laughs> um, although I do love a good whiteboard or even my iPad or journal. But I can write on sticky notes in an airplane and be creative. What about you? It could even be an app you use on your phone to keep brainstorming ideas. You know, if you're doing this with someone else, does it help that everyone is seeing the collaboration as it unfolds? And how can you best facilitate that? You know, um, some people even designate spaces in specific parts of their office or work you know, space for brainstorming with comfortable seating and tools that are conducive to collaboration, idea generation, maybe like a coffee tea bar and a, you know, or a clean and un, uncluttered space. Those are all ways to kind of create space for, you know, innovation and creativity. Now, number four, promote curiosity and exploration by showing you recognize the value in it. You know, this is really for yourself and your team. First off, this isn't necessarily an overnight thing. Your internal value for this part of your work and creating mindful creativity time for yourself, you know, can sometimes be a process. And, you know, if you're trying to create it in a culture, whether it's your personal culture or your culture with your team, you know, that's another process. So be patient and give yourself grace. You know, reca recapping, you know, what we talked about so far, you've thought about, you know, where you can or could have more creativity and innovation. You've created time and you 
gotten good at, you know, not giving that time away and understanding that you're going to accept that the time that you set aside, you're going to try to honor that. And you've created space for you to be creative and innovate in. But what else is needed? I think you have to give value to the curiosity and exploration of having creativity and innovation in the workspace. You're probably thinking, wait a, church, wait a minute, Trisha. I just set aside thinking time and setting up a cool space for this. What else is there? So you have to start with yourself and go through the process of being mindful about having creativity and innovation and making it work for you. First of all, you have to do that before you can even inspire others to do it. For example, you could go through this and put it on your calendar, but if you give the time away that you set aside for creativity because you prior prioritize something else or it's just not a good part of time, a uh, good you know part of time during your day, you know, you're failing to recognize really the internally the huge value in you assessing, you know, this mindful creativity. You have to learn to prioritize it. And I'm not saying you may not have to move it because something comes up, but don't be so easy to give it away that time or keep putting it off to next week. And maybe the time you chose was never going to be a good time because maybe that's the time you're always being interrupted. Say you set aside time and you can't get into the mood of being creative. That's another you know issue. Think about maybe this isn't the right time of when you are creative during the day. I know I have certain times of the day where I'm more creative than others. Right? When my brain is tired, creativity is not there. And so for me in the evenings, it's not. But think about, you know, the time of day. Think about the resources you want to surround yourself. Peers, um, continuous learning, skill development that could help you be more creative when you're not feeling in the mood, you know. And when focusing on your team, figuring out how to promote curiosity and exploration with them, you know, it's great to, you know, share your creative process sometimes. You know, tell them how you came up with this idea. Sometimes they just hear you come into a room and bring ideas and they don't understand that it took you a thought process, a creative and innovative thought process for you to get there. So you don't have to share everything, but sometimes it's important to show them how to do that and how to go through that process and how you've gone through it. Um, it creates inspiration and helps them show them, you know, that, that they can be creative too. You may also want to provide resources for continuous learning for yourself or skill development for them um, to get that curiosity and creativity, you know, going. Sometimes cross-disciplinary collaboration you know, different departments learning about different things, um, cross ideas and perspectives, you know, opportunities for team-based initiatives, you know, problem solving together can sometimes help, um, especially if people think differently and they if they can do it in a very collaborative, positive way where they're, you know, they bring things to the table. You know, also recognizing and celebrating creative achievements and contributions within the, um, within your team is super important you know, showcasing people that have been creative and what, what that's done for, you know, the work that you do. There's also the issue of risks. Team members sometimes have a fear of taking risks. You may want to figure out how to convey that, you know, this space and time for collaboration, it's okay to take risks. If you've ever seen Mad Men, that, the TV show about a, the prestigious New York advertising agency in the 1960s, Think about the collaboration room of those people trying to come up with ways to advertise their for their clients' products and throwing out ideas and the risks that they take in sharing what could be considered not so great an idea. Um, 
and how they shoot each other down. I'm not <laughs> not sure you want to create exactly that, but um, how can you encourage with your team, your colleagues, your peers to feel comfortable taking risks and being creative and innovative in your work and in your conversations? This is such a finite part of leadership because many great leaders take risks and they have a certain risk tolerance. So sometimes they don't see that the people they lead actually might have incredible ideas or potential for innovation, but they have an internal fear of judgment or sounding dumb, of not knowing everything, of making a mistake. So they choose to not lean into the mindfulness of creativity. A beautiful skill to develop as a leader is being able to be in a space with your team and make it a safe space for taking risks. And by doing that, you end up promoting curiosity and exploration in creating and innovation by showing you recognize that sometimes it takes thinking outside the box to get there. And it's important for you to remember that too. We get stuck with what works, that we forget how risky outside of the box thinking is part of how we got where we are to begin with. And that, my friend, is where you tap into, you know, tap back into the creative mindfulness magic. I do love this topic because I think that you can always develop this more inside your own personal culture and work ethic, as well as the space you work in and those that you lead. But for now, I'll leave you with that. Now go get after it. You got this. Thanks for listening to the Less Stressed Leader Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into one of these topics and learn more about working with me, go to www.trishabarita.com. Now have a beautiful day.